what what do I have to lose? As you said, I have yes. I don't have anything else to prove. Yes. Um, and so I'm just coming out like this is who I am, and you're gonna love it. <laughs> and I'm you gonna love it. It's not even take it or leave it, right? It's like you're gonna love it. Welcome to the Soul Joy Mindset Podcast, the podcast that invites, empowers, and equips women with the tools to release the hustle and grind and embrace a life of ease and joy. I am your host, Teresa Timms, a lover of life, strategic thinker, theologian, storyteller, sexy, sassy, freedom seeker, and coach. In each episode of this podcast, we will explore a topic that will help you change your mindset and ultimately change every aspect of your life. So sit back and hear yourself, see yourself, and truly believe that it is possible to live a life that brings your soul joy. Welcome to my living room, and I invite you to take a seat, relax, and welcome to the joy seat. Today, I am so excited to welcome the Monica Dennis into the Soul Joy Mindset podcast. And Monica, I will start with the question that I've asked you many, many times, <laughs> and that is, who are you? So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I um, was an automatic yes when you invited me. So I'm really glad to be here with you. And your energy is just so infectious, right? So contagious in the best possible way. So being, hearing your voice um, just lights me up, just um, lights me up. And that's a lot of how our, my coaching experience was with you. But I'm Monica Dennis and I am unfuckwithable. Yes. That's- that's who I am. Come on in the room. Come on. <laughs> that's that's who I am, right? Like I'm an open, joyful, connected woman. Um, and my work on this earth and this time frame is to focus on the thriving, the thrival, as I think about it, of mm. black people across the diaspora. Right. So I, I'm really committed to that. And I'm also committed to that for myself as a black woman, as a black feminist, right? Like I'm not outside of that. So I'm fuck withable. That's who I am. Listen, that's how you come into the room. Like, pull the curtains down and open, kick open the door. Unfuckwittable. And honestly, Monica, I'm not even gassing you up, but you know, I could gas you all day. You have a just a cachet, a a resume. You have all the receipts, as the kids would say. And when you chose me to work with around coaching, I was humbled. I was also nervous because I was like, oh, this is Monica. Like, this is this is no games. And you came in with this clarity of what you desired. And can you tell me when you when you decided to do coaching, what did you desire? What brought you to coaching to begin with? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was so excited to be connected to you, having like known of your work and known of you from afar. And when mm-hmm. I was like, wait, Teresa is a coach. And I mean, I know you were coaching, but I was like, oh, you have this process and it's called soul, soul joy. Um, I, I was already a yes. I was, I knew that you were the coach and the person that I needed to guide me. So like in the question I came in with is I'm in a position right now, you know, it's, summer 2022. I'm in a role as um, a co-executive director of a 
a national organization that is actually going to sunset, going to close at the end of 2022. Mm-hmm. And I was seeking partnership coaching around like, what's next for me? So I mm. came in with the idea of like, do I start a business? Do I get a job? And what mm. you invited me into was like, hey, Monica, why don't you create the life that your soul intended, that you know, your soul mm. really desires? And so I came, you know, you fill out the form and you have the <laughs> consultation with you. I'm like, what's my next step as a job, as my career? <laughs> and I'm really rooted in my career. I love it. I have, I, my work, I'm blessed in this way and I'm intentional that my work has been about my purpose, right? So yes. uh, it's not a job for me. So I was, it was, mm-hmm. it, to me, it was still a big dream, but you invited me into a bigger question about like, hey, what's the life that you're, what, yeah, what's the desire of your soul? What is it that mm-hmm. the life that you want to create? And so that's the work that we did together. That wasn't about just like checklists and check boxes and, you know, make sure your LinkedIn is updated. And it wasn't that conversation. <laughs> that's part of it. That's a manifestation or evidence of me moving towards uh-huh. this. Um, yeah. And it was so forward looking, right? When I mm-hmm. think about Teresa, um, even how I was thinking about next steps, it's like, what have I done and where else can I do things like this? Mm-hmm. And through your coaching, again, it was like, what haven't you done that you might want to do, Monica? Like, mm-hmm. don't just, don't just, uh, have a recording, like a rear view. Don't just bring yep. the rear view forward, but really like, what is it that you want to do? Yeah, Who is it absolutely. that I want to be? How do I want to live? Yes, yes, yes. And it's so important because what I know and what we all know about women of color, especially black women, is that we know how to get shit done. Mm -hmm. We will strategize, plan, organize, save the whales, the trees, the acorn. I mean, we know how to get it done. And so the problem is not around achievement. The problem or the question is often around what do I need? What do, how do I want to show up? How do I save myself? And you, I was really clear that this wasn't about career for you as much as you digging into the identity of what else is possible for me. And can you say more about that? Like, what was your desire around the what else that you hadn't even thought about or flirted with a little bit? Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. I love I love talking to you. It, it feels like <laughs> we are in your living room, and I love being in the in the joy seat and not the hot seat, right? Um, yeah. So, what the process, what the experience really was, is it was an invitation for me to to think about. Um, it brought questions to my mind about options, right? Like so much mm. of my life has been, um, you know, like I said, purposeful. I have responsibilities. I have an extended family mm-hmm. that I'm connected to and responsible for um, in movement community. I do all of this work. And um, and in this part of my journey, I, I'm looking for options, right? So mm-hmm. what's important to me is the big freedom in the world, but the freedom for Monica. Yes. So freedom in my time. Like how can I create the life that would give me the most options so that I could be more invested or connected in my relationship so that I could travel so that I could actually actively rest and dream and create whatever it is that's going to, again, meet my soul's intention. And so Mm -hmm. just being in conversation with you, it had an unlock around options. And if Mm -hmm. I'm, if options are really what I'm, what I'm after, 
then Mm -hmm. what are the ways of being and the practices that I would have to engage to actually do less and free up more of my space and time? Yes, 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 yes. The do less. And I think that we feel guilty about doing less because our life has been all around do more, do more, do, 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 do. Then when it's like, I want to do less and do what I want to do. Um, and it goes back to what you, the question you asked me right before we started around um, cursing and editing. <laughs> and I think that we have, and I know we have a difficult time with the freedom of options because we've worked in organizations and institutions and we've climbed ladders that has required us to edit ourselves, to edit our genius, to edit edit our joy, to not let our hair be too much, our bodies be too much, our accents or our culture. I mean, all the ways that this editing has chipped away at our sense of identity. And as you have thought about leaning more into, as you have leaned more into the next thing, how have you stopped editing yourself? Hmm. Yeah. um, So a couple of ways. So I say my affirmation, like my own mantra, like I'm an open, joyful, connected, authentic woman. Like I say that mm-hmm. to myself throughout the day. Um, it's almost like my agreement with myself. Um, yes. And it helps me to make decisions like in my own best interest, right? Mm-hmm. In my own best interest, knowing that my interest is, I'm a very collective minded person. So even as I'm talking, uh, there's a little bit of editing going on because I don't want to cover yes. like being so individualistic because I'm not. But I also know as a Black woman, if I don't put myself at the center, then I won't be in the picture at all. Listen. Right? Okay. So that practice of just reminding myself of who I am, right? Reminding Mm -hmm. myself of who I am and that I I matter and that my care and my dreams are important. Um, The other way is that I I just kind of show up as, I mean, I'm I'm of a certain age. I'm 52 (laughs) at at the time of this conversation. (laughs) Like what? What? What do I have to lose? As you said, I have. Yes. I don't have anything else to prove. Yes. Um, and so I'm just coming out like this is who I am, and you're gonna love it. <laughs> and I'm you gonna people. love it. Yeah, you're gonna love it. It's not even take it or leave it, right? It's like you're gonna love it, right? And I, yeah. um, I also try to keep I could keep company with other folks who can keep it real with me, can be authentic mm. with me. That's so important. Um. So one of my practices, I'm serious about feedback mm-hmm. and feedback. That's not my, my, you and I've talked about this before. I see feedback as um, like an investment in my humanity and our collective mm-hmm. humanity, not as like critique, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so just being in spaces where people can say, Hey, more of that, less of this. Mm-hmm. How are you thinking about that? That has also helped me to stay authentic and to be choiceful and to be able to turn off that inner critic like really yes having folks to to um to to talk with right yeah. and i think the last thing is like you know i grew up in the church and all of that and you know the song like when i look back over my life honey come on now <laughs> let me get my tambourine when i look back over my life and when i look you know 10 minutes back and 10 minutes forward again there's nothing to prove i don't it's yeah. all it's all here there's nothing to prove yeah um i'm like really working and committed to being grounded in my own worth it's not yes. and so that helps me to edit less yes 
Yes. And Monica, you've done the work. Can we talk yes. about that? Like you've done the work. It's not that you tripped and fell into this place. It's not that you're cocky without reason or knowing like it is this place of you have done. And I'm not talking about the professional work. You've done the personal work of therapy and asking yourself the hard mm -hmm. questions of being honest with yourself. I think we, we have the hardest time being honest with ourselves and I'll just go ahead and go to this place. I was going to wait to go later, but the gift that I had in our coaching relationship was exactly what you talked about in this feedback loop, that it was this iron sharpened iron. It was the space of learning and growing and this reflectiveness that you brought into this relationship. It made me so much better. It made me think differently. Um, I feel like you were coaching me at times, which is, it was such a system sisterhood and a gift. And it's, it goes back to the company that you keep. And um, I want you to say something about, I worry about this place that we are in right now of perfection and shame mm -hmm. that um, black and brown women have been promoted to senior leadership positions. And there's this pressure of perfection. There's this pressure of, I have to get this right, or I will bring shame on this organization, shame for other black women, like all of these things. And the importance of having company to tell you, girl, you okay. Like we can get through this. So can you say something around perfection and shame and this company and this feedback loop? I put a lot of things into this one question, no, but good. you got so it. Helpful. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I'm, so one of my gifts is like context. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been super helpful. And um, it's been actually an imperative in being able to be self-reflective and also to reflect mm -hmm. with other women leaders, quite frankly, right? So when we talk about perfectionism and shame, I think about how much of um, our like collective history, like the big history, mm -hmm. is actually committed to actually relies on our perfectionism, right? Otherwise, capitalism and patriarchy yep. don't exist if without these mm -hmm. very narrow understandings of what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a mm -hmm. human being, what it means to be of that where our value lies. Um, mm -hmm. And then also, right, and, and along with that, white supremacy and racism and all the other mm -hmm. isms, right? Just perpetually reminding us of who we're not. And yes. that's so important for me, to, for me to to check in, like what mm -hmm. is the root? What is driving this perfectionism? Is it mm. my hypervigilance about making a mistake, right? <laughs> is mm -hmm. it like, what is, what is actually the driving factor? Is it my old story about things I heard from my, from my father when I was growing up about not being worthy and, you know, yes. um, that I got to figure out how to be super smart and resourceful because I'm a dark skinned girl, you know, like mm -hmm. all of these mm -hmm. messages. So for me, and in the company I keep it in my circles, like what is at the root? What is the what is the recording? What's at the root of yes. how I'm actually showing up? Yes. Um, and then how can I interrupt that? Right? Like where am I? On, where am I on automatic? Where am I on default? Mm -hmm. And what's the interruption? What's the practice? Is it just taking a moment to? Sometimes it's me breathing. Yes. Sometimes it's me saying my agreement with myself. Sometimes it's a good cry, like, damn it, this again. <laughs> like, I thought I was done with this. <laughs> I was done with this. Um, I also just in, in public spaces, I also talk about, um, you know, just our society, the United States in particular, the world mm. globally, like this toxic dependency 
that our country has on black women's labor, but not a respect, not Mm -hmm. a respect for our leadership. So that Mm -hmm. is like my jam. Like Mm -hmm. this is a toxic dependency. And I'm inside of that too. Just thinking Mm -hmm. I always have to perform. I have to be perfect. Right. Um, I don't, I'm not, I don't escape from it. Um, but that piece of, I just situating what is happening and what is real and then making some choices is how I've been able to kind of to to keep going. And as you said, I'm incredibly self-reflective. And I'm just at a place, Teresa, where I'm not willing to pick up what's not mine anymore. Say it for the people in the balcony and the front row. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm no longer willing to pick up what's not mine anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone has to do their own work, whatever that looks like for them. And, oh, Monica, you dropped so many gems in that moment. And, you know, to go back to the place of the company you keep, it is being in relationship with one another that allows us to decipher the real from the fake of able to say, you know, I see you and we're doing this. And that that question leads me to the next of um, how do you define joy now? Um, what does joy look like in your life now? Mm-hmm. Again, joy is like is part of joy is freedom, right? Freedom mm. to do things that inspire me. Um, again, I'm very inspired by by the work I get to do every day. It doesn't feel like work. It has the tenets mm-hmm. of work, but just so joy is connected to freedom, right? It's connected to the freedom to laugh, the freedom to sleep. <laughs> The freedom yes. to do a thing, the freedom <laughs> to create, the freedom to go roller skating, the freedom yes. to, you know, treat my body well, um, mm-hmm. the freedom to be with my love. You know, yes. it's, it's freedom. It's freedom to me. It's a sense of a sense of freedom. Right. And yeah. it doesn't even have to have it doesn't even, for no reason at all, too. Right. right. It's the laughter right. I have with my friends. Yep. Yep. That then uh, that's the part that. It's so helpful. That's why I love Trisha Hershey so much from the NAP ministry of Mm -hmm. uh, disconnecting from the idea of everything that I do have to be involved in this capitalistic society of transactional, that I sleep so that I can rest so that I can do more work. No, I rest and sleep and laugh because I want to. I Mm -hmm. want to without any transactional value. And I love everything that you said. And it goes back to freedom gives you the options. Like doing the work allows you to have the options that, that, that gives you freedom. Um, and, and that is indeed a gift. Monica, in our coaching, what is one thing that you did not expect, um, would happen or that was part of the process during the, during the coaching process? Yeah. So this is going to sound I don't know how it's going to sound. So (laughs) um, I was journaling on this and um, the thing that was a gift. So it was unexpected. It was expected, but not to the level that you were bringing it. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Listen, you are like, so there was like a precision to your truth telling and your integrity. So Mm -hmm. you, you know, like you could call me on my foolishness, right? Like, listen, (laughs) friend, either you in or you out. This is a non-negotiable, like be real with yourself. Right. Um, and it was done in ways that, I mean, it was, it was so loving, but it was, there's a, again, a clarity and a precision to the two year coaching. I can't even think of a specific time that you were saying mm. these things, but it was just like the way that you were with me. 
And mm. that's why I say it's, it's, it might sound odd to say I didn't expect it because that's like not entirely <laughs> true. And when I was met with it, I was like, oh, yes. So the way that you coach supported me to drop down into a whole nother level, really drop into myself, mm. right? Like we're like, you know, you're, you're the women that you're coaching. We're smart. We're resourceful. We can talk mm-hmm. our way in and out of anything. And that mm-hmm. was not the space I was in. I was in a space where I was being met like human to human and without knowing all the details of my life, you could speak to the patterns mm. that I needed to interrupt mm. in a way that was like so precise and had so much integrity and truth that um, it like had a visceral shift in me. Wow. Wow. I have to tell you, Monica, that in coaching with you, you changed me. Um, you made me like think about, oh, I need my own coach. I need, I need to invest top dollar into um, a business coach. Um, I need to invest in different types of coaching. And so I did. Um, I even, you even challenged me and inspired me to think about the type of women that I was coaching. So I totally switched my focus to women who worked in nonprofits, women who were leaders in nonprofit, because you awakened with me. You reminded me of why I started doing this in the first place. I was a pastor in a church and I was burnt out, like serving the people, Work with people and angry as hell and resentful and didn't want to do a prayer nor a sermon. Like I was over it. Um, <laughs> but working with you reminded me I need to go back and get those women who work in those organizations who are selfless and intelligent and brilliant and who are on the brink or in the valley of burnout. And it it just it transformed everything. I also went from working with you reminded me of because of our confidentiality, I never could talk about you with other clients, but it was like, I wanted everybody to know you. So then I went to a group model and this group model allowed me to do exactly what you talked about earlier of putting badass women together to be able to do this work in community, women who are artists and pastors and scientists and community activists and teachers who have the same type of struggles and bringing them together in a container for 12 weeks, six months to do this work, it was powerful. And it also, what you did for me was allowed me to not only guide other people, but help other people see that you have gifts that your sisters need. And in this way that was reciprocal and that was this fountain of overflow over and over again. And that is literally what you did for me. It was when I finished working with you that the next, the very next thing I did was invest a hefty five figures into a coach. I knew that I needed that. And you pushed me working with you pushed me. And I am so, I, I'm forever forever indebted to you for that mm-hmm. oh my goodness i'm so humbled by what you're saying and um yeah good for you and good for us right <laughs> that, that our partnership could um create more uh, create more soul joy in the world that yeah. like really excites me and i felt um yeah i felt i experienced such a match with you mm. um like that iron sharpens iron um, I think one of the things I also was seeking when I came to you, right? So I had the technical assignment of what is my life going to be like post this job? Right. But it was also like, I wanted to give my position, myself permission to be who I wanted to be. Mm. And your process, you know, you didn't stay in the technical. There was the planning and how to organize and, hey, do these assignments and these reflections. 
and the questions and your attentiveness and your insight was like leading me to just like again come back to myself as unfuckwithable. Like I could knew it in my head, but can I say it out loud and be good with it? Yes. Can I? Um, and I remember there was um, one conversation that we had where one coaching session where you said to me, "Hey, for where you want to go, you actually." gotta change circles not not mm-hmm. leave the circles that i'm mm-hmm. behind but like if this is what you're talking about in terms of um scope and scale and and like straight up monetary value in terms mm-hmm. of what you want to do you actually have to be in the rooms with those conversations and i did that and so because of your coaching the rooms i'm in i can't say people's names but i'm like oh yeah. my goodness like <laughs> you run TED Talks and you do this and this person is doing that. And we're all in a circle, just again, kind of coaching each other, reflecting, talking about the, the, um, talking about like our, our business dreams. Yes. Um, Which is, you know, such a big part of what I'm doing. I want to be able to do transformative leadership for for black folks in community, right? Black women, femmes and non-binary folks. Um, And so like your coaching had so many direct impacts, but I remember that invitation to like go big. And then you were specific about like, you, you need to find this, 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 and this. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> um, and then as a result of that, like <laughs> the invitations, the places that I'm invited to, the opportunities, I'll say it that mm. way, that are making themselves available to, available to me are abundant and I get to be mm. in choice. And, mm. I, and I know I wasn't in that space of like, again, permission mm. and mm-hmm. dreaming, like really giving myself to permission to dream big before I had my sessions with you. Mm. And who was surprised? Not me. And no. you absolutely belong there. You absolutely belong. Oh, good. Don't make me ugly cry. I'm going to miss <laughs> up my evening makeup. Can oh, I say so this my, my with you? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, um, like you said, I have the receipts, right? And mm-hmm. there is a way that I wouldn't show up or I literally would not show up into these spaces because mm. I wasn't like grounded in my own value. I was grounded in the value mm. that I had in my own community and with other black women leaders. And, and that's good and real. And that's like the core of what I'm at where I am. And yes. There's a way that like being in predominantly white spaces, I've gone to predominantly white schools and all of that, just there's so much armor you have to put on. I I would have yes. to put on an adjustment and editing. There's like, I don't necessarily want to be in these spaces and all of that. I mean, I, mean, I missed a lot of opportunities to be in multicultural, multiracial spaces where folks are playing yes. like a really big game and know things I did not know and understand mm-hmm. business and, and things that I did not understand, but I know I needed the access to that information. So mm. um, your process also just like reminded me of my own value. Like, again, I go into this space, have I can contribute just like everybody else. I can sit mm-hmm. and learn. I don't have to do anything. I'm so trained mm-hmm. to do something. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you, you get to be a student. You get to have somebody pour into you. Um, and that was a, just such a powerful invitation from you in this coaching. Oh, goodness. Now, now people see why I love you so. Why I love you. <laughs> why you are so unfuckwithable. Oh. So the final question I have for you, Monica, is what would you tell your younger self? And what age would that younger self be? (laughs) 
Yeah, I would tell my 14-year-old self, right, like just Mm. being at starting in high school, um, being in a predominantly white setting, um, that like, you're good, right? Mm. In a setting, uh, yeah, I would tell myself like, you know, Monica, you're good. You're good. Like Mm. what you have to offer is you are enough. What you have to offer is enough. You're smart enough to be here. You're loving enough. You're kind enough. Just this message about like, you don't have to try so hard, right? Mm. Um, So I think about that. um, And I would just remind myself about how, like, I would say you got a beautiful heart. Like, like your heart is tender and loving and compassionate and open. And that's, that's a gift. Like, keep doing Mm. that. Like, keep doing that. Ah, Monica, thank you. Thank you for blessing me with you. Thank you for blessing us with you. And if you never do anything else, you have, you are more than enough. And um, on this journey, I'm going to start crying. Like you have made me better. And I'm so thankful for you. And I'm thankful that you, you know, coaching is intimate. It truly is. It is vulnerable. It is intimate. And I never take for granted the holy and sacred space that I get to create with, with other people. And when we stepped into the space together, um, it was always a holy encounter. And I just thank you. I thank you over and over again. And this conversation affirms for me and I hope it affirms for you and anyone listening that it is possible to live a life that brings your soul joy. Monica, where can the people find you? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for this, for this time, for our time together. Right. Like I've said to you, Oh, like we're, we're in this for this lifetime. So forever. You're so grateful. Forever, ever. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, So you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. I'm Monica C. Dennis. That's D E N N I S. I'm Mm -hmm. also, you know, on the social media platforms on Twitter and uh, Instagram as Sojourner for Truth. That's the number four. And then on Facebook, you can find me there. Awesome. We'll put all your information in the show notes. And yeah. Thank you, Monica. Thank you. Are you the superhero in everyone's life but your own? Are you exhausted, overwhelmed, and feel stuck in a cycle of working hard with nothing to show for it? Are you stressed, struggling with your health, lack intimacy, and a sense of personal fulfillment? This episode is brought to you by my Soul Joy Coaching six-month signature mindset program that empowers women who are ready to break toxic cycles and unhealthy habits so that they can claim their identity and voice to show up to life unapologetically. We use a curriculum and framework that is grounded in joy and centers vision, strategy, community, and an abundance of love and encouragement. I guarantee you that Soul Joy Coaching will change your life. If you're ready for joy, let's talk. Visit my website, www.teresatims.com and take my joy assessment. This assessment will give you insight and help you to identify patterns and your growing edges. Use this score as information to help you take the next faithful step in claiming joy in your life. Go ahead, 
Book a call today to get your score at www.teresatims.com.